Our business is our business. Gayatri and Aparna looking at women entrepreneurship beyond funding, sharing expertise, experiences, and tools to grow your business. Hi, I'm Gayatri, and I'm Aparna. Welcome to our show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode. Today we have Anu Seth with us, and we are going to be talking to her about financial literacy. Uh, Anu runs a company called Pay It Forward, uh, so we are going to hear a lot more about that as well. Uh, welcome to the show, Anu. So nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gayatri, and thank you, Aparna. Welcome, Anu. So, Anu, uh, just to start things off, right? How would you define this term, financial literacy? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, in my opinion, financial literacy does not mean having a lot of money. It's basically knowing how your finances or understanding various aspects of money and how they impact your life. Uh, and when I say financial literacy, it basically is a skill set to equip yourself to take decisions, take financial decisions, mm. to improve the efficiency of your money. The end goal for everyone is to release time and, you know, we exchange time for money. So if our money is doing well, we probably have more time to do whatever we choose to do in future. And financial literacy or the skill set actually leads to releasing time with this financial freedom. Wow, really, really interesting. So, uh, so it's not just for people who have money. It's for, it's for anyone regardless of how much money you are talking about. Oh, absolutely. It's for everyone, each and everyone. I think even a person who is uh, living on two meals a day and making ends meet has to manage money. So if you look around yourself, we make so many decisions on a daily basis. What to eat, what to wear, where to sit, where to go. Each of these decisions can be combined or can be looked through a money lens. And you will see an impact that it creates in your behavior, on your psychology, and also on your uh, possible outcomes in the future. So um, I think it is a skill set for everyone. Whether you are in the rural or whether you are in the urban, you could be even a very wealthy individual. But in every aspect, money is something that you are handling on a daily basis. If you understand how it works, so um, according to me, there are basically we are there are three resources that we have. One is our body that we use in whichever way. So. Uh, for example, you train it to, like, you know, wake up at a certain time, behave in a certain manner, have certain energy. So you provide it with adequate food, rest, and exercise. Similarly, you have then have your intellect, which you use either in the form of your job or um, using your intellect either by building new skills or in exchange um, for like you know even like entrepreneurs are obviously using their intellect in some way similarly finance or money is another resource and you need to understand the language of money and how it can help you what are the pros and cons and how you're going to use it how it impacts your behavior so if we manage to synchronize these three resources um, i think we'll be far more confident in uh, whatever decisions we are taking and um, thereby i think lead a more holistic life, certainly. 
So your financial self is different from your physical self, from your spiritual self and your intellectual self. So that's what you're saying. Yes. So there is a persona which is the financial self. It, mm. I think that is pretty much the core. So if you see, you know, you can't be financially have a stress about money or you, if you feel financially insecure, it is going to impact all the other aspects, whether it is your physical or spiritual or mental. So even though uh, we think that it is external to us, but if you look back, money is a very, very core uh, correlation that every person has. Um, and it starts from the very beginning. Uh, and uh, I mean, we're going towards a more spiritual journey. But yeah, money is an integral part of all of us. And we need to train ourselves to use it in the right way that is beneficial for us. So how did it become a business for you, Arun? Uh, that's that's an interesting story I'd love to share with all the listeners here. So it's also correlated to my very own journey. So I'm an engineer by education and um, I faced all the three M's like most women do, whether it is. Uh, so I've had changes in my career because of marriage, because of movement, as well as motherhood. I call it the three M's for every woman. So intermittently, there was work and there were sabbaticals. And at one point, I think I had more practice giving interviews than actually working. And um, that's when uh, on, on one of these sabbaticals, I took charge of my money and I was just exploring. It was more like, you know, I have the time to let me do that. And I realized that uh, I lacked in this skill set, even though I had a great education, I was um, doing great roles in the corporate world. Um, and um, I also realized that I wouldn't be able to make a successful career in all ways if I'm not able to manage my finances better. So that was really where the first seeds of financial wellness or the transformation journey that I undertook happened. Um, then I reskilled myself, did some programs of on portfolio management, understanding it better. Um, and um, I was managing it for myself and then the extended family. And you know how it is with all women. If you have a skill set, then uh, slowly you become the, the central point and the extended family comes in and then friends and family move in. So that is how it started growing. And uh, the move into the entrepreneurial journey came in 2015. And that's when, you know, I was exploring how I would transfer this knowledge to my children because I realized that I'd learned this really late in life. And I was very driven with, uh, I wish I knew this earlier. So I wanted to talk about this to my children. And uh, that's when I met my partners, Prita and Vinita, who came with the same purpose. So the three of us sat down and we were discussing how do we pay this forward, pay this forward, and we called ourselves Paid Forward. Okay. And uh, we decided to do financial wellness programs. Our first program was at NPS Bangalore. Uh, the principal had invited parents to just come and talk about whatever subject we felt was relevant to the children. So big thank you to Shanta ma'am for uh, giving us that opportunity. And um, yeah, that there was no looking back. We just had opportunities coming our way. We've been very lucky that way. Okay, so the uh, next question I had is that the need to educate your children 
to me it doesn't necessarily make it a business so were you thinking of other children or were you thinking that there is money to be made here so what was the shift in your head to say okay here is i have this all this learning and there are my children i'm going to share it with them and there is the rest of the world how did that happen yeah very interesting question there gayatri um so i'm somebody who believes strongly in the community i think the purpose of every business is to make a change in the community whether the business is profitable or a not for profit or the social entrepreneurs space whatever it is the whole idea of every business is to make a change in the community and i personally have always had one foot in something in the social segment whether it was educating children when we were on a different posting or um teaching how to use the computer i was teaching that to some women in bihar and um running some summer camp wherever i got an opportunity as i told you you know i've had several breaks so when i was thinking about this um this part on financial wellness we also looked around see so it was probably the same state for all of my uh, my daughter's friends would probably need the same same education so we were thinking about making that as a change um so it was completely community driven no change can be permanent unless you know it is widespread so you can't change one individual so you have to see the change all around only then we can say that society as at large has uh, made that change and i was very lucky because uh, money was not one of the things i had to work for so um by god's grace that was uh, like you know i didn't have to worry about the bread and butter and i could focus on whatever my passion uh, was uh, and i found um the more i spoke to the teenagers the more i felt that there was a need for uh, them to understand uh, the value of money there's so much consumerism about, around us people have credit cards you walk into a cafe they are swiping the cards you walk into a bookstore they are using the cards even for something as small as 200 rupees so they sometimes do not understand the impact of using credit cards there is instant gratification about nearly everything so the time value of money was something that was bothering me to the core uh, especially because it has a very long term impact uh not just financially but i think it has a long term impact in our behavior mm-hmm. because we just want to do everything with that purpose of urgency like you know the food delivery has to happen in 5 minutes or 2 minutes or you uh, you we just compressing time and i think that's very stressful um how much can you really i mean you've got to leave space to live and have space for original thinking as well so and uh, specifically in the financial world if you look around most financial decisions are made under a sense of urgency i also did the same so if the tax certifications are due in january you would be buying a tax saving product like on 1st of january and obviously you'll end up buying whatever comes your way or whatever is the easiest to purchase yeah because there's yeah. no time no at that no time, time yeah right? or you walk into uh, a financial institution you are chased by so many people that you automatically have the sense of 
uh, FOMO, a very strong sense of FOMO around us and a very strong sense of uh, urgency that you've got to sign the paper very quickly. Otherwise, you're missing out on the opportunity. Mm. So some of these pitfalls can be corrected if we have some passive learning through programs, mm. uh, interventions at the right time, so to say. Actually, as you're speaking, I'm realizing what an emotional subject money and finances really are. You know, our happiness, our deepest depression, whatever, sometimes gets linked to this. And as you say, you know, you're talking about stress. Uh, We're talking about freedom. We're talking about happiness. All those, whether positive or negative, uh, all that is kind of built into it. And many of the examples you gave, I'm able to relate to. So as I... As I think now, uh, I think the last time I used cash was, I don't know, you know, uh, it has become more of, for me, it's more Google Pay, right? Yeah. Because it's just so convenient. And uh, I recall about two, three days back, I had made a purchase. I bought something, kept the bill in my pocket and I came away and it was a couple of thousand rupees. I know that it was not some small change. Uh, but as I walked out of the shop, I, I thought, how much did I actually pay? And I didn't remember. Yeah. You know, I had no clue. I just saw it. I bought it and I came away because of that convenience. Yeah. So I didn't have any remembrance, which was a bit of a, you know, jolt to me saying, hey, come on, you know, you need to be more watchful. Uh, yeah. At least you, you need to know where it's going and how much is going. Yeah. I think we tend to get also very impulsive. Um, I also know observe some of this behavior more prevalent with women. So to say, I mean, don't want to create a stereotype or a bias there. Maybe I'm coming from my own bias. But I think we kind of objectify money as something that we don't have to deal with. Or mm. it's like, you know, we... Uh, I've come across very senior ladies who don't deal with money and they... They're focused on, uh, focused on their job, focused on raising kids, managing the house and everything. And money is, um, thankfully so, sometimes you just want your workload to be reduced. So you just kind of put it away and say, okay, um, some man around me would kind of take, take charge. It could be any role play being done by the opposite gender. But very often we see women having that stereotype. So, um, uh, Preeta uh, shares this very fondly that she was discussing this with one of the very senior ladies at ISRO who was part of the Chandrayaan development. Um, I don't want to name her, but, you know, she uh, she says, oh, my, money, I don't look into it at all. And then we told her, you know, money is not rocket science. You're doing such great phenomenal work. <laughs> Like, you know, sending uh, sending rockets into the space and doing that kind of algebra and algorithms and money is way too simple a subject. It's, it's more psychological than actually the numbers. I think we've got calculators to do the math. You don't have to worry about the math. It's the basic principles which one needs to understand and a little tweaks in our mind. We're not very wrong, thankfully, um, especially as the... Indian ethos, you know, our parents have been savers and that is one of the habits that uh, is inculcated in families. But we just have to preserve it such that it's uh, in line with the newer instruments which are available around us. Mm -hmm. How do we implement them in the right way and in a timely manner? Yeah. Because time is, again, time is money, right? So yeah. what does that really mean? I mean, it, 
basically uh, whether you've started at the right age whether you are really benefiting from compounding uh, whether uh, impact is time the impact is not the amount the impact is really the time right if so someone what sure. to start saving even if they were to say save something like 800 or 1000 bucks a month and they start saving it at the age of 25 vis-a-vis somebody saving nearly double at the age of 40 the outcomes will be very makes different. a lot of difference Uh, time on your side so time is money hmm. is yeah. yeah so one question that occurred to me is in we know in entrepreneurship it's very difficult to get customers to pay mm-hmm. and definitely that much more difficult to get customers to pay for advice and even more difficult to get customers to pay for learning mm-hmm. so in your journey of productizing this what helped and what would you share with a young entrepreneur or a fresh entrepreneur who is uh, wanting to do a similar kind of uh yeah a lot of learnings first um we were very blessed to find the right mentors mm. so i think that is one thing every entrepreneur has to do do a little bit of due diligence speak to many people open your ideas up and let people experience what you have for you start charging them a fee and um the second thing is that especially if you're getting into learning i think the passion has to overtake uh, overtake the business because uh, uh, it's easy to say productize the like you know a learning method but the pedagogy really shines through and um, even though it's very difficult it's not easy there are challenges um and you have to be open to pivot your business models such that you can adapt to the needs of what is available or what you have to offer um two other things that i have learned is um you have to assess the market and fit your product in a way that it meets an immediate requirement so uh, so in our case whenever we uh, bring in a tax aspect because that's already an existing need right mm-hmm. whenever we bring in a tax aspect they uh, the listener takes note and wants mm-hmm. to know a little bit more because they want to know how it's, it can help them immediately so instead of speaking about your product you have to speak about it from the listener's point of view from the audience point of view because it's important for them to know what's in it for them you can modify your product pitch to say what's in it for you um then uh, i think the outcome becomes easier this was the first of two conversations we had with anushit of paid forward today she spoke about carrying her business from an idea to building it as a revenue generating business next we will hear from her in another episode about her personal journey and some tips for you the women entrepreneur see you soon her business is our business gayatri and aparna bringing you the women entrepreneur expertise toolkits and stories of success beyond funding send in your questions and comments to listener@herbusiness.in we'd love to hear from you